Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Melissa, I was thinking about self-forgiveness and what I've noticed with people is that they have a really hard time forgiving themselves and they get really, really stuck Mm -hmm. on this, like way after everyone else has forgiven them for, you know, like their dumb behavior or whatever they did or whatever they, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever ruckus they caused, um, they (laughs) hold on to that for way longer than everyone else. Yeah. And it, it's like, um, some form of like, personal torment yeah it is it's really sad to watch too yeah and it's really really hard to be that person i've been that person many many times probably even in the last two weeks (laughs) (laughs) what yeah so like i i i I was thinking about like why is it so much harder for us to forgive ourselves than it is for us to forgive other people and you know what else is funny I think that's, that's one side of the equation. You know what I think the other side of the equation is, is not recognizing that the reason we still feel bad about something is because we haven't even considered forgiving ourselves. Like we have a fight with somebody or whatever, and we either have decided to forgive someone else or decided we aren't going to, but we don't even Mm -hmm. realize that we're in that equation that we need to also address our own forgiveness. Yeah. Like, so some people, some people rail against forgiving themselves and some people don't even realize that that's part of something that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's super yeah. I, um, I had a longtime friend and that, um, like <laughs> our relationship just like kind of went sideways. Um, and then like years later, I remember him making some comment like, like about like how it's really hard for him to get over his past bad behavior. Mm. And I was like, dude, I just like, I forgave you like years ago. I don't even remember that. any like, I can't even remember it. Right. Yeah. But he's still stuck on it. Yeah. To the point where it's like, it's just not ever going to go back to the way it was. Like, we're not ever going to ha- be able to like have a relationship again. Cause it's just, right. I mean, maybe someday. Right. But like, it's just years of, yeah, yeah. Being stuck on yeah. not forgiving himself, right? Yeah. Um, which is it hard to watch. It changes people. I think it it's, changes people, actually. And it leaves yeah. all sorts of open wounds, which then prevent people from going yeah. on and being who they're meant to be in the next part of their lives. Yeah. So I think self-forgiveness to me, there's like, there's big events, right? Yeah. There's really big events yeah. that are truly really hard to get over. Yeah. Um, And take a lot of work. And yeah. There's other events that are like paper cuts, mm-hmm. but like a thousand paper cuts yeah. is super painful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So indeed. this idea that like we're kind of like our own worst critic and we don't let let ourselves off the hook is, yeah. is hard. Yeah. So I was Googling this. <laughs> right? Yay. <laughs> what did you find? Well, I just like... Um, because I, well, no, I was thinking about it. I was like, um, I was like, I wonder what other people 
are kind of like talking about with this mm. idea of self-forgiveness, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, I'd say kind of like in this mental wellness mm-hmm, conversation mm-hmm. Um, that I even talk about with people at, like at work, right? About like about balance and being in the moment and um, triggers and, and, mm-hmm. and those things. But I don't often talk about self-forgiveness with people. Right. It's I kind just, of like, yeah, I don't think we do. Fr- I mean, in your coaching, do you say like, okay, let's talk about self-forgiveness, right? Maybe you do. Yeah. I actually, sometimes but, that I do, but, but, but even if when, even when the topic comes up, there's still resistance. Yeah. So there's sometimes I like resistance. to just hit the internet to see if like what yeah. the, the general conversation. So I came across an article, those yeah. seven tips for practicing self-forgiveness. Oh, Ooh. Yay. Y'all hop in. Yeah, let's hot, let's right. do it. All right. So, uh, the first tip is to define forgiveness. Like, what does forgiveness mean to you? What is mm. what is actually forgiving yourself look like mm. for you? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. What does it mean to you? Hmm. So, does do those does the list give you like break it down? further like each oh, one I didn't of them? read that I didn't read that far I just grabbed the list oh fine okay all right well well I thought we'll you and I could list. break it down I oh, not... for sure of course we can <laughs> <laughs> so what does that so for me what I would what I instantly went to is how what's the feeling behind it mm-hmm. that's what I did yeah. I was like what does it feel like to forgive yourself like well even yeah. if you don't say yourself what is the feeling of forgiveness that's the first thing that I went right. to. Yeah. 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 To me, it's like, um, you have a, like a, like to me, I'd have, I have a really heavy feeling mm-hmm. until the forgiveness happens and then everything just like becomes yeah. lighter. Right. 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 Yeah. Same. Yeah. The, yeah. Same, same. Almost like a, I almost want to say to, to almost to a euphoria. Like mm-hmm. it can be depends on what the topic is. Yeah. But the, but the, so what you're saying is what forgiveness means to you is the absence of a bad feeling. I think so. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. I think that's part of it. And then I think the other part is like trying to identify what it feels like right after you've forgiven like mm. that and being able to contrast those two things. Yeah. Like the transition. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, acknowledge acknowledge your feelings right oh, this is like what we just kind of talked about right yeah well the first part to me is even like trying to figure out what they are yeah okay acknowledge is good right because sometimes we don't want to <laughs> we just don't want to because <laughs> we're ashamed um, or guilty or you know we yeah usually make it okay wrong. Right. So like actually back to the define one, these now now we're kind of like figuring it out, right? Um like the why like why do I need to forgive myself? Because I'm feeling ashamed of some behavior I did. I yeah. I, I wish I didn't hadn't done something. I wish I would have done something differently, right? Yeah. It's exactly. like ruminating on mm-hmm. like an action or a behavior. Yeah. And and you just like criticizing yourself over and over mm-hmm. um and not really making any progress yeah through yeah. that yeah right? and then you know what happens at that stage 
we start making excuses about why it feels terrible. Yeah. Well, if they would have just been this, then I would have never done that. Yeah, like blaming other people. Yeah. yeah. Or, or well, I don't really feel like that. I'm just, I'm just this, or yeah. I'm just sick of how it's been, or I'm just right. So that's totally. I think what usually happens. Yeah. We don't acknowledge yeah. the real feeling. We acknowledge the secondary feelings that come up from our feeling of shame over the first feeling. Yep. Which is a self-awareness journey. So, right, acknowledge your feelings. Like, actually get to what those feelings are and say, yep, I'm totally feeling ashamed of yeah. my behavior. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that <laughs> funny how we don't want to do that at all? It's not like we're putting it out on a billboard. Nobody even knows. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no one knows that we're doing this. <laughs> we're so funny. It's like a t-shirt, like, I'm an asshole t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, acknowledge what you did, mm. right? You were kind of in, into that one. You yeah. were into that a little bit, like, cause like the easy thing is just blame other people. Like, yes. no, like, like now, I mean, right. You can say like, well, I was a jerk in that meeting, but I was, you know, this or that provoked me. Right. Yeah. Or, you know what? I'm going to introduce something that could be unpopular here. Okay. There's a lot of times in relationships that are not good for us or relationships that we've outgrown when people um, blame the other person, even in abusive relationships, not just physical, but like mental mm. abuse or uh, relationships that are not even, right? Mm -hmm. It is very typical for people that were in the subordinate part of that relationship or the victim part of that relationship to 100% blame the other person mm. and acknowledge all the things that they did wrong. And when they talk about it with other people, they explain what a jerk that person was. They do all these things, setting that other person up for the complete failure of the relationship. And very seldom, even in a victim relationship, do people say, what part of this is mine? Yeah. And I think that is extremely critical, even in, even in situations where it doesn't make sense. What does this have to do with me is a really important mm -hmm. question. And, and that's something that I talk with my coach a lot about is like, what does this have to do? What part of this is, has to do with me? Mm -hmm. Because even in a victim style, and, and that's the unpopular part, there is some level of responsibility for staying or being in that situation in that you left. It was great. Whatever ended up happening, but you still need to forgive yourself because, and own the part that kept you there as long as it, as it yeah. did. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for people to do that. So yeah, much I've, easier just to I've set heard it up that before. Yeah. Right? This idea that like you don't in a, in a, bad relationship like yeah. that you still you you still you know the the victim yeah. person like still played the part yeah and you see people in the workplace have huge victim status so yeah. i mean it doesn't even have to be like a big uh really huge example of abuse it just it could simply be a bad work environment it could be a relationship with a boss that's not great it could be yeah. with a peer that treats you like crap or tries to take um gets to you know tries to take over what you've done or take credit for things that you've done and you don't have a voice over that 
And then it becomes very easy to say, I left that job because these people did this, Mm -hmm. or the culture was this. Yep. So So acknowledging what you did is a key part of self-forgiveness, right? For sure. Yep. Um, Next, apologize. Right? When you stick your foot in your mouth (laughs) and then you realize it, then you should just apologize. That sounds super simple, but I can tell you that's kind of hard to do because you kind of like swallow your pride a little bit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There is nothing worse than you you can wreck a good apology. Mm. (laughs) I see people wreck apologies all the time. (laughs) In what way? Well, when you are making those like overtures, authentic overtures to Mm -hmm. say you're sorry, just apologize and don't don't try to pack it with anything else. And just In other move words, on, right? Well, I did this because, you know, where yep. there's a justification or a and or a but. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but every time you do this, it makes me mad. Yeah, um, that completely negates the entire apology. So it's the pure apology that is what we're looking for, I think, in this step. Yep. Well, um, I, at least I'm could. assuming that I've never seen the list. So <laughs> that's what that person meant when they wrote this list. <laughs> Just using the titles of this list to make our own <laughs> conversation. Yeah, you know, when I think of, of apologizing, right, apologizing to someone else, it's always, it is like, um, you know, sometimes you you kind of dread it, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to go do that. Yeah. But after it's, it, it, it helps you get through the process, mm-hmm, right? Totally. And if you never apologize and then you always, and then you carry that guilt and shame around with you for like years on end, right? then you can't ever get to self-forgiveness, right? Right. Yes. The apology is a part of the process. And yeah. if you skip it, then yeah. you're, you're going to get stuck there. Yeah. You're skipping the most important part. Right. Uh, next, focus on what you learned. Mm. That's so funny. We were just talking about this a little while ago on a different topic, weren't we? It's like, well, what we? I think you and I do that a lot, don't you? It's like trying to talk about, okay, well, this experience happened, and what what did we learn about yeah, yeah. it? And I think apologies and forgiveness are in that same vein. It's like, what did you learn? So it's like, it's like the self reflection part. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, um, I mean, even like in, I'd say probably like all aspects of my life, like for me, it's, it's all around what you learned. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even, even for work stuff, my, yeah. my mentality is like fail fast, fail often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because like the faster we screw up, the faster we can learn yeah. from like the things that don't work. Yeah. Um, and there does seem to be like a lot of pressure, especially like in social context mm-hmm. to be perfect, to not screw up. Yeah. Right. But screwing up's okay. As long as you can learn from it. Yeah. Right. As long as you can apologize, you can learn from it and you can move on. Then to me, um like like it's okay yeah 
but it's hard to sometimes reflect and learn, right? Yeah. Well, particularly, I think this is, you know, like this, this is a great, perfect list again, theory and talking about something so much easier than the actual living of it. But I think when we get to the stage is, you know, when we're, what did we learn? I think that's a really easy trap because a lot of the times the things that we want to forgive ourselves for are the repetitive things that we do all the time mm-hmm. that we just get so mad at ourselves that we can't stop doing it. You know, whether it be getting in the last word or whether it be having a bad habit that we're having a hard time yeah. le- leaving, it's, and then we end up falling from grace and we end up, you know, again doing it or again saying it or again being it. And, it's like, what do you mean? What did I learn? Like, I think sometimes it's really hard to do that. Take your inventory. It It is. And when you say like, uh, well, like a bad habit. Yeah. You know, what I thought of is like that, that script that, that people play in their head so many times. It's like, why do I always? Exactly. Right? Why mm-hmm. do I always mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Um, and when you're in that, why do I always mode? It is. It's hard to, it is hard to find the lesson yeah. in that. Yeah, because we're in shame. We're really shaming ourselves at that time. Yeah. Yep. And there again, you've kind of stopped this self-forgiveness process mm-hmm. yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Probably really the easiest way to focus on what you've learned is get a podcast and talk about it. Yeah, that works really like well. But you year. have to be with someone that you trust. <laughs> You don't want to be with like a sibling that's coming out after for you. And they're like, oh, yeah, you always do that. You are such a jerk about that. That probably wouldn't be very helpful. <laughs> um, but sometimes like having a thinking partner. Yes. Um, that you trust that you're that, that you feel safe with um, yeah. to help yeah. you figure out maybe what you learned. Yeah. In mm-hmm. order to help you like release and forgive yourself is really helpful. Yeah. And I think, yes. And I think that it's really important that you choose people that are going to plus one you, as you and I say, Mm -hmm. um, you trust that someone that you really trust to be emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. and observational, even if they're a close friend. Yeah. So that the information that they're giving you helps you and doesn't hinder your ability to let something go and forgive yourself. Oh yeah. And they don't, they don't like get sucked into the, yes. the shame spiral. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Next make yeah. meaningful changes. Hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, that's good and hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, like how many times it's like, oh god, I just like stuck my foot in my mouth again. Yeah, like it just yeah. like. Um, but to me, like you always describe it so well as like, like describing a lot of the stuff is like they're waves, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to make the waves less intense every yeah. time around. Yeah, and that's what I always think about is like, okay, I can just, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna stick my foot in my mouth again, but you know, what I can do is recognize it sooner, apologize faster. Maybe yeah. um, when I kind of sense that I'm kind of getting into a, a mood where I might say something really dumb. Right. Um, slowing down. Right. Just something yeah. like yeah. making these small changes yeah. that actually do over time. Yeah. Um, affect my behavior and like the way that I 
want. So there's this really cool um, thing that I've used in coaching over the years, and it's the Benjamin Franklin Benjamin Franklin um, habit changing process. Hmm. So this would be something that might be really interesting at this stage when you're trying to make a meaningful change, but you really don't know how or when or what, or what does it feel like? And it's a three-step process. And essentially, I won't go through all of it um, in extreme specificity, but generally it is uh, a six-week program where the first couple of weeks, when you do something that is, again, that habit that you don't want to do and you want to have that change, the first two weeks, just notice when you do it. Don't mm. judge yourself. Don't try to change it. Don't do anything. Just notice. And you can even like put it on your phone as a little hash mark. Mm -hmm. And so you just kept, you keep kind of a running tally. Oh, there, I just thought that way again. Oh, I just did that again. Oh, there, I said that same thing again. There, I said it again. So just kind of collect that. And then the second stage of that is to, um, the second stage is to write after you've done it. So you notice it again because you've been making a, ha you know, you're trying to change the habit and you've been noticing it with these little hash marks. This next stage is as soon as you notice it, after you've done it, say, oh, I just say out loud, oh, I just got through doing this again and I'm going to work on changing this to this new way. Mm -hmm. So you actually verbalize and, and then the third stage is you'll notice it coming up and before you do it, you actually divert your attention or divert your action into the mm. new action. And you can do it. It's funny. Like um, some people, even if you think that that's a little harder, it's pretty simple actually when it's a very concrete, simple thing. Like every time I catch myself saying, I'm not, uh, why does this always happen to me? Like every mm -hmm. time I, I hear the same thought, that's going to be what I use as a tick mark. You can even mm. like have a piece of jewelry or you can wear a, a rubber band on a wrist or something. And every time you notice that you're doing it, take the rubber band off one wrist and put it on the other one. Oh, so yeah. that physical action helps you retrain your, your thinking pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be something that people want to try in this stage. So a thing that I will do, um, especially like, um, you know, in the context of like working with other people um, is that I will like um, when I kind of sense that I might just be on a track where I might like not be speaking as eloquently as I'd like to mm -hmm. um, I actually like pause for a second and just like reset my intention. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because um the change kind of like I've made is to say, okay, I got to stop for a second, reset my intention for what I actually want here. Mm -hmm. So I don't say something stupid or mm -hmm. that I will regret later, or that was just not, um, not like really what I wanted. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so it's like a way for me to become more thoughtful about that's interesting. my, you know, my words and my behaviors. Yeah. So, but it so starts just, with like an intention. Yeah. So slow. So you're just saying literally take a pause in the moment, even if it's a pause that doesn't make sense or it's in a mm -hmm. weird spot, doesn't matter. It just gives you that little microsecond to switch something up. Yep. Mm, that's yeah. Interesting. Okay. Last one. Last one. Number seven. Yeah. Practice compassion. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So when we talk about compassion, when people say it, like, you should be more compassionate. You should be compassionate. You should pr practice compassion. Yeah. It's often 
applied to other people. Yeah. Right. Yes. 100%. Like give other people grace, be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else, everyone has their own story, yeah. all that. Right. But applying compassion to yourself yeah. in the process of forgiving yourself is really key. And, and, uh, we forget to be gentler on ourselves. Right. We would, if you look in the mirror and you say out loud some of the things that you think about yourself, you would never, ever say those to anybody else. Never. Right. Yeah. And and I will even go a step further in this with, with being compassionate is you can't be authentically compassionate for others 100% unless you are compassionate with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the false, that's the falseness of, um, not believing in yourself the way that you are trying to say that you believe in others. You know, when people say, oh, I just really yeah. want to help others. You are not able to help others unless you help yourself first. It's, yep. There's something in that that's false. There's something in that that's not complete. And so yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, yeah. You see it all the time where I know. it's like you have to take care of yourself before you're capable yeah. of taking care of others. And compassion right. goes right in there. You have to. Yeah have compassion for yourself before you're truly compassionate for others. You know what I've learned? You know, I, I've given myself so much practice at forgiving, forgiving myself. <laughs> I was going to say like I'm giving your, I have so much practice giving myself a hard time. I have so, well, yes, yes. <laughs> and forgiving myself, which I'm getting much better at. But I'll tell you something, the whole rest of the world looks kinder and gentler the way I mm-hmm. look at myself now. The yeah. whole rest of the world even people that are in opposite political parties in situations that I just like make my eyes get big. I see, I have compassion and empathy in those situations as well. And I think it's due to the fact that I've been doing so much work to have compassion for myself and it it really, really works. And it feels so good when we do it. Yep. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. The, it, it, that, the, um, being harsh on yourself, judging yeah. yourself, judgment, yep, puts out judgment, uh, makes you feel like everyone else is doing the same thing. Precisely, right? Yeah. So if you change that feeling inside that that narrative to a more compassionate one, yeah. then you're right. The whole world feels much more compassionate. Better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great conversation. That was a fun list. I like doing list. I yeah. like doing list podcasts. Yeah, I do too. They're kind of fun. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> the Google. So I don't know. Do you have any super wise parting words about about self forgiveness? No, I I think this has been a really good conversation, and I think it is at the forefront of all of the work that we do. We can't do any of this other work unless the forgiveness piece is high and mighty in the front. I agree. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.